Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Those words come from the Gospel of Luke that we heard proclaimed on Palm Sunday. Jesus' perfect sacrifice on the cross is an ongoing work of reconciliation by which God reconciled the world to himself. And by virtue of Jesus' crucifixion and death on the cross, you and I have been redeemed, restored, forgiven, and healed by the precious blood of Christ. The work of our earthly life, my brothers and sisters, is to continue the saving reconciliation that Jesus began on the cross. It's the work that you and I will continue all throughout our life. In St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, he says these words, and all this is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation, namely, God reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. I want to share a beautiful story with you tonight, a story of forgiveness, a story that brought a great deal of emotion to my heart as I encountered it in this last couple of weeks. It's happened a couple of years ago, the story of a father and his son. The father was a very devout Muslim man, a very prayerful man. His son, 22 years old, was working his way through school as a pizza delivery driver. They were down in Lexington, Kentucky. And the 22-year-old son had talked with his father earlier in the evening, and the father, as was his custom, gave him a blessing over the phone, wished him well. About an hour later, that son made a pizza delivery to a place kind of on the outskirts of town. And there was a young woman who was supposed to make that delivery, and she felt anxious about it. She didn't like the neighborhood. It was a rough neighborhood. And so he volunteered to take the pizza in her place. When he got to the door to deliver the pizza, he was ambushed. He was brutally murdered, and he died right on the step of the place where he was to deliver that pizza. Well, you and I can imagine the anguish and the pain that these parents of this young 22-year-old man must have felt their son to be murdered so senselessly and so brutally. But a very beautiful thing happened as a result of this death. And there is a YouTube video that I was able to watch of this, and it's a video of the court hearing. And after the, the conviction hearing, there is a, another hearing that happens to decide the sentencing, and they do what are called victim impact statements. And they ask people, victims um, of the, the crime, to testify, to say what they want to say to the judge as the judge considers the sentence. And so the father was on the stand, and he was making his statements. And these were the things he said looking right at this young man sitting at the witness table. He said, I'm angry at the devil 
for misleading you to do such a horrible crime. I don't blame you. I'm not angry with you. I forgive you. And everyone in the courtroom was just awash in emotion, as you can imagine. And this man got up from that stand, and he walked across the courtroom, and this young man, the defendant, was crying, and he handed him a tissue. And as he handed him a tissue, he reached in, and he embraced him. And he held him in an embrace for several minutes. And pretty soon, the mother of this defendant came, and, and she joined in that hug. And then the, the other family members of the victim came, and they were all hugging this young man together. I'm not angry with you. I forgive you. My brothers and sisters, what happens when you and I extend forgiveness to someone who's hurt us? Well, we cancel a debt. We cancel a debt that we feel maybe is owed to us because of something someone has done to us. And in doing that, we restore the dignity of that person who wronged us. But guess what? Something happens in our hearts as well. We discover a new freedom in our hearts as we release the anger and the resentment and the hurt we let that go. And light begins to shine where there was darkness. Our own heart and the heart of the person we forgave is lighter. And this light spreads beyond our own realm into the world. Think about it. Every time we forgive somebody, they have that experience of knowing what it feels like to be forgiven, right? And then they go on and they forgive someone else and they forgive someone else and on and on and on it goes. And it's just like a little candle in a dark room and that candle gets passed to the next person. This is what we're going to do tomorrow night at the Easter Vigil. This place will be dark and those little candles will get lit one at a time. And I got to tell you, there's nothing more beautiful than standing right up here and looking out at this church and seeing all that light. When you and I fail to forgive, when we fail to cancel that debt, we are bound to the person who hurt us as we hold on to the memory of that hurt and we create this unhealthy bond of anger or hatred or resentment. And in reality, we are held bound in some ways more than the person who hurt us is. My brothers and sisters, we all have little Calvaries in this life. Moments when we are called to bear the insults and hurts of other people, just as Christ did. Jesus Christ paid the price for your sin and for mine when he died on Good Friday. The debt for our sin has already been paid, wiped clean. And it's now you and I who owe a debt to the one who died for our sins. 
a debt that we'll never be able to repay in this life. By the precious blood of Christ that was shed for our sins, you and I have the power and the grace to extend that reconciliation to those who have hurt us. To all those that we meet, whether they be stranger or friend. Tonight, my brothers and sisters, hold the death of the Lord very close to our hearts. In just a very short while, we're going to have the opportunity to venerate the cross. This is a moment of deep humility as we approach that cross and remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for us in dying for our sins. And as you approach that cross tonight, you have an opportunity to lay down at the feet of Jesus any hurts or wounds that you might be carrying, as well as any prayers or intentions for yourself or anyone else. This is the time to lay those things right at the feet of Jesus. Tonight, we will pray for our brothers and sisters around the world, people we don't even know, people we've never met. We're going to include all those people in our petitions tonight. As the church unites the love of Christ crucified to the suffering world in which we live. Tonight, my brothers and sisters, we carry in our hearts the healing, saving work of reconciliation that Jesus instituted on the cross. And we continue that work in Jesus' name with each person we encounter in this world. That is the work of this earthly life, to reconcile our brothers and sisters. Tonight, we allow silence to bring us deeper into communion with our Lord. And so I want to encourage all of us just to extend that gift of silence as we did last night to all those around us by maintaining a prayerful silence throughout our service tonight and after we exit so that every heart can hear Jesus speak. Amen.